Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. I hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And I will begin with a, uh, with an apology because um, there is a slight correction with regards to the police station that was involved in the um, uh, questioning and interview of uh, Adil Raja, Major Adil Raja. And that was, um, initially it was said that it was Scotland Yard, but again, you see, uh, but it's actually the Thames Valley Police that was uh, the one that actually um, you know, interviewed him and or interrogated him. In the UK, we they prefer to call it interview, not interrogate, because it's more like the person is treated as a volunteer, because the person is not under arrest. So he basically is requested to conform with the police to uh, follow a session of question answers. In other words, that the police requests to interview the person with regards to certain charges pressed against that person. And then that person uh, volunteers to or agrees to conform to that request. Well, anyway, so yes, the, the problem is the reason why uh, we are getting uh, such news and we have to correct ourselves every now and then and it's because we're getting details in bits, as you know, the situation here in Pakistan is such where our own mainstream media is totally censored and so badly censored that um, they all know that if they do not give the news that is handed out to them, then they can be killed or abducted or their parents can be killed or abducted or their mothers or their daughters or their wives can be harassed or molested or, you know, uh, sexually harassed or raped or anything can happen, basically. So this is right now the condition in Pakistan, which is why we tend to sometimes get news um, Obviously, first we end up with a bit of a false news and then we have to re-verify, reconfirm and then get the right news. And as you know, the actual news is coming from the journalists who are based in America and England and stuff. Um, like, for example, Muid Pirzada is one of the sources that uh, we get to pertaining to what exactly is going on in England or America. Uh, before he was in England, now he's in America. So uh, then we have Emma Durrani in America. Then we've got Sabra Shakir, who's also abroad. I think Sabra Shakir is currently in England. I'm not sure. So, I mean, there's all this uh, movement uh, from by, by the government here um, that is using vast intel resources. This is how I will say it from what I've gathered. So the government is using intel resources um, and making transactional deals through intelligence agencies uh, for very small matters such as detaining and questioning journalists and YouTubers. And I find that highly pathetic. I kind of find it pathetic on the side of, of the UK as well. But I mean, at the end of the day, the UK is not at the losing end. They're at the gaining end. Why? Because Pakistan is offering something big in return for something very small. So who's at the losing end, Pakistan? Why would you waste your intel resources on something so small that cannot even be fulfilled? Your wish cannot be fulfilled. As I said before, the extradition treaty doesn't work that way. If it did, we would have had Nawashif handed to us on a platter. We would have had Altaf Hussain handed to us on a platter. But it kind of shows the desperation of the government, yes. But at the same time, it shows the the height of desperation of the uh, establishment as well. That how, how screwed up are you right now 
that you have to make transactional deals if that indeed is the case as the rumor is being spread if it really is the case then how low down have you fallen seriously and how much more low down are you going to fall that you are exchanging something big for something small and it's not like you got anything out of it because at the end of the day the UK's own law and protocol and their own democratic system their own um, law enforcement protocols are more important to them their process is more important to them than you okay so yeah to oblige you they took him in for questioning or for an interview and then after that as due process they let him go instead he has countersued the government of pakistan you could say where he has lodged a formal complaint through the same police uh, station uh, against the government of pakistan harassing his mother and the maltreatment of his mother so that will be lodged officially on his behalf by the uk police against the pdm so who got what from that seriously things are going to backfire i've kept on and on saying this things are going to backfire very badly for the pdm for the establishment for the army they have already um hit rock bottom there is no way out they're at a dead end the only way out now is for them to apologize to the public of pakistan and to set things right by apologizing to imran khan and they need to stop this bs and they need to start the goddamn elections it's as simple as that the hilarity of it all is something that I kept on mentioning for a long time and that is that um, they have this really weird habit, the PDM people, especially Nawaz Sharif and Zudari people, they have this really weird habit where they always try to put the uh, blame of what they're doing on somebody else and they even try to there it's like you know it's like they can't keep a secret and so they have to just set it all out but then they have to also put somebody else's name you know blame somebody for example you farted okay you farted in the room and then you know nobody even sometimes nobody might even know that you farted or um, that you know who's farted and then or maybe everybody already knows but people are quiet but the fact is that now you are so humiliated by that fart that you would immediately say who farted oh that person just farted oh my god it stinks oh you farted and everybody will be like for fuck's sake already we know it's you you know but then there would be a lot of them who probably wouldn't have been near enough to you uh, near enough uh, to know or to smell the stink coming from you so they would actually believe you and then the other the other person gets blamed the poor guy but you're the you're the one who just farted so that's exactly what uh, the what these people do these nawashri people and these zardari people this is exactly what they do so here's a very good example as we all know they are the imported government they are the fifth columnists which means that they are the minions of foreign agencies and foreign establishments that have been sent into Pakistan to destroy Pakistan. But they keep on saying that Imran Khan is um, a fifth columnist and then they keep on calling the journalists that they're trying to harass um, and trying to fabricate charges against as terrorists. They keep on saying that they are terrorists and that they are 
um, you know, working with foreign agencies who are completely anti-state and anti-Pakistan. I mean, seriously, these are the same foreign agencies that you are using to get to those journalists. So if those journalists are working with foreign agencies and in order to terrorize Pakistan, then why would those foreign agencies detain them and question them at your request? Uh, th- that is like, you know, that is the that is absolutely so stupid and ridiculous. And then Khwaja Asif, look at Khwaja Asif. Um, he gives, I mean, here's another example of how idiotic uh, and pathetic and desperate they are. Um, Khwaja Asif actually has the gall to abuse the overseas Pakistanis. He's literally abusing the overseas Pakistanis. You a-hole, you mofo, you SOB, you do realize that you are standing here and that the only reason that Pakistan is surviving right now is because of these overseas Pakistanis. When we people were abroad, we were the ones who sent the money into this godforsaken country. Okay, without people who are abroad, Pakistan is nothing. It's not even zero. It's minus. Okay. And these people, most of them have actually stopped sending money since Imran Khan was ousted. And that is why you've got, you know, that is why you, you're actually shitting your pants now. And so you're thinking that by abusing them and by, you know, belittling them, you're actually going to, I mean, what, what are you trying to achieve? You're just going to make them bigger enemies of you. And the overseas Pakistanis are a lot stronger than these Pakistanis who have who are here within Pakistan. That's another thing you need to know. They're financially more stronger. They're politically more stronger. They're socially more stronger. If they suddenly decide to flood in Pakistan and to take you all out, they can do it very easily. They've got the means to do it. They've got the motive to do it. They've got, they've got everything they need to do it. Okay? So... These are the people who even now still are sending money into this godforsaken country. And it is their money that you're stealing, okay? It's their money that you people are still stealing and looting and plundering apart from our money, which you have already stolen. So you've already stolen the money of the people in Pakistan. And the other, the other way that you can get more money to fill in your freaking pockets is through the overseas Pakistanis. And it has lessened, but it has not finished. But beware the day that it completely finishes. If not a single overseas Pakistani decides to send in money to Pakistan, you are my friend fucked. Um, As we know, we have to check through loads of resources in order to get some... Uh, actual news of what's going on as I've mentioned before and it's not just the foreign journalists who are our main uh, source of information because they have accurate information but also many of our local journalists who scramble through to still continue to do their work but then they can only um, broadcast it on social media then after all um, Imran Khan is very active as always as we know it is Imran Khan who put Pakistan on the digital map and he's the one who activated social media in such a way where he interacted with the community with the people of Pakistan and that is probably one of the reasons why he became extremely popular because of his know-how and of his use 
of the social media and of his uh, constant interaction with people both physically as well as all as well as on the internet and even now true to his nature true to his responsibility he keeps on and on appearing on social media to tell exactly what's going on with all the people around him and obviously he speaks evidential facts okay so basically he speaks with evidence and with facts uh now uh, one of the um, major issues that we have all uh, been talking about is how this is something that i've mentioned way before uh when i kept on and on saying that imran khan should have clamped on them very harshly and he should have uh not allowed them freedom he should not have allowed the fifth columnist freedom and he should have crushed them completely because they would be back and they would be back with a vengeance uh, and with full us backing and that's exactly what happened and i also said that if they come back they will come back to wrap up whatever little remains of this country and then they will go back out taking every single thing with them they will look for different ways to loot and plunder whatever is left of this country and that is happening they emptied the treasury as you know they are using our money to travel uh all over the world uh they are stealing from us not just through taxes but through this inflation through the devaluation of currency through the fact that our businesses have been closed down people's jobs are at stake through the fact that there is zero gdp growth rate and through the fact that now even farmers um have almost zero to minus productivity now at the same time you need to understand that they are physically looting and plundering the homes of people so the pdm government is sending the police to physically go in the name of arrest you know so basically with the excuse of arresting uh, pti members and supporters they're basically as we know um illegally trespassing into their properties they are stealing every single thing they can get their hands on from these people's homes um they even stole from imran khan's home they they are now stealing cars so as if it wasn't enough that they stole people's wedding dowry and people's wedding arrangements uh and and that and that people's decoration pieces and people's jewelry that wasn't enough and now they're stealing people's cars in broad daylight we always used to call the police uh, especially punjab police we always used to call them uh part of the crime organization because if there is ever a crime that takes place in any part of punjab understand the police is always involved in it um but this time they're actually openly involved in it instead of staying behind the scenes so there is that twist i guess if you'd like to call it a twist uh but it shows the desperation it shows the desperation that those people who were playing it for ages behind the shadows are now coming out in the open and they are openly looting and plundering everybody the isi has come out in the open in its betrayal of the state the establishment has come out in the open in its treason against the state pdm is openly committing treason against the state 
and I keep on saying that I have no expectations from Pakistan because to me Pakistan is a dead nation. I mean, how can you call this nation anything else that has allowed these people to rule over us for almost 40 years? And then the people are allowing things to go the way they're going right now and things are going down real quick, real fast, real bad. Um, and the people who were actually very, very active and ready to gobble everything up and everybody up the day they ousted Imran Khan, um, those people, uh, because Imran Khan delayed it, I'm very sorry to say, but I still blame him. I don't know if he realizes his mistake. He was trying to prevent violence. And so he stopped the people. He was like, don't do anything right now. Don't do anything right now. Just wait for my call. Well, hello. As I kept on saying, if the public delays in its reaction, that would give the illegal government much needed time to initiate violence and then to instill fear amongst people and then to subdue the people and that is basically what's going on though mind you the people are not exactly subdued the people are not exactly scared okay uh, if they were they wouldn't be out there screaming their butts off on social media no 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 the people are just looking for a way to effectively screw this government good and proper and throw it out of the country forever that is what the people are now trying to do but they don't know now how to do that again there is only one way to do that the country is already in the pits okay everything is already finished basically we are all already completely destroyed there is really nothing left to protect or to save so shut down what little things you have in the business line shut down what little resources you have paralyze the country flood the streets and paralyze the country there is really no other way and you will thank me for it and I know that the people are actually thinking about this, but they are now, you know, in this, the, the state of confusion has begun, you see. That is what has happened. That waiting for the call thing that happened, and then, you know, the call that came, and then again, the, the stuff that happened. So you see all this thing, just people went out and protested when he was ousted. People went out and protested when he was illegally arrested. People went out and protested when uh, he, the attorney, uh, the assassination attempt was made but then the government started raiding people's homes kidnapping people raping people uh, beating up people so the government is just you know out and out uh, showing its true colors and now the people are not exactly sure on how to react to that so the people are actually thinking between a higher stake of violence and just flooding the streets, wondering which is more effective and which is quickest. In my opinion, the quickest is always paralyzing the nation. When the public paralyzes the state, then the government becomes helpless, the establishment becomes helpless, the army becomes helpless. Um, although I would again say that Ideally, the public should have, with the military precision, strategically uh, surrounded all the people concerned, surrounded their properties, surrounded their offices, surrounded their homes, and basically initiate a sort of a, an, a, 
uh, house arrest sort of a situation, paralyze them within their properties, within their offices, within their homes. And that in itself would have been an intimidating act so big that it would force them to reconsider. And at the same time, that act would also result in paralyzing the state. So two birds, one stone, really extremely effective and can still be done now. This is the last chance that the public of Pakistan has to paralyze the state and to throw this government out to revamp the establishment, to revamp the army. Otherwise, the country is fracked. And just a few hours ago, there has been another uh, breaking news, I guess you can say, uh, that just took place. Um, firing was initiated um, at Latif Kosa's place. About seven shots were fired and his driver was injured. Now, the thing about Latif Kosa is he is a PPP member. That means he belongs to Zardari's party. He belongs to People's Party, but he's one of the old members, um, just like Etazaz Essen. And the two of them, uh, and also, uh, it, in case nobody knows, Latif Kosa is the former governor of Punjab, okay? He is also a senior lawyer, and at the moment, he is one of the representatives also. As we know, the lawyers are united, and they have been having meetings and conferences as to how the illegal government has violated the sanctity of law. So... Um, I think he was at a conference or something today and uh, it is said that it was in retaliation uh, of his speech that uh, shots were fired against him and as we know these are warning shots which means the government is involved and that is why actually Etazaz Essen reached there and was very vocal. Now you need to remember Etazaz Essen is extremely vocal. He is one of the most powerful uh, veteran members of uh, People's Party and he's also a lawyer and he has also been extremely vocal against the the current antics of the of the illegal government and of the violations that they have um, uh, the, the violations of the government against constitution and against judiciary um, and against state so um, the two of them have been extremely vocal in, against all these violations and Etazaz Essen has very openly named names, uh, including Rana Sanaullah. He has openly named names of the various people who are part of the illegal government of uh, Punjab. And he has said that they are behind it. As we know, another senior advocate's uh, home was terrorized in the in a similar fashion uh, recently. Um, shots were fired outside of his home, and again, the police did nothing. Obviously, because it is the police who are doing everything. I mean, come on, it's it's always it's the government who's behind it all. So obviously, it's the police and the intelligence agencies that are always behind such things. Um, so. Even now, Etzaz Essen has um, 
hasn't minced words while naming names very openly and he has said that because Latif Khosa has been very vocal against the antics uh, of the government and the illegal activities of the government, um, this is why um, he was threatened. Um, and now let's see what exactly is going to happen. I mean, uh, is the government now going to try and attack uh, Etzaza's Essen in return by prompting some fabricated uh, crime against him as well? But, but as I said, um, there is one thing I have found to date um, that the Punjab government even would have to think twice before they lay a hand on Etzaza's Essen because I think he is a man who is quite intimidating in his own right quite powerful in his own right um, and he is not someone that you can so easily mess with. That is why most of the time they just let him be. Even people parties, uh, people's parties own members uh, I think uh, are extremely cautious and careful in front of him. Um, he is somebody who calls a spade a spade and he is somebody who just does not like people messing with him. So I don't think, it, if, the, if, if this Punjab government really, uh, you know, if it really treasures its existence, it would not mess with Etazaz's essence. I mean, that is what I would advise them. Imran Khan, they think Imran Khan is tough. Imagine if they had to deal with Etazaz's essence and Imran Khan. They're already losing to Imran Khan, who is who is like a rock. Now, imagine that rock two times. They'll be screwed to death. So basically, let me put it now more clearly that this is, there was a lawyer's convention today in which uh, Latif Kosa spoke very harshly against his own party, against PPP, uh, violating uh, the uh, rights of the voters by placing an unelected person who was not even qualified as mayor of Karachi. And that meant the violation of constitution again. And also he was speaking very openly and harshly about how the government has been violating the rights of people by raiding their homes, kidnapping, uh, relatives of uh, people who belonged to PTI or kidnapping the people the, themselves who belonged to PTI um, and how they are just brutally stomping on uh, the citizens of the country, how they're stomping on the legal system, how they're stomping on the constitution and um, the way they're treating women, the way they're treating old people and children. Um, if you have listened to Imran Khan's latest uh, speech, um, you would know where he has mentioned how even children have been kidnapped from their homes. And this was like way before 9th May, okay? They had already started this, but then when they saw that they would be getting uh, pushback um, they decided to design 9th May so that they can continue this. So you need to understand that this process of raiding, trespassing, kidnapping, and sexual harassment started way before 
but they had to somehow stop the people from pushing back um and because of that they created the 911 uh yeah let's just call it the 911 scenario okay so they reproduced that um now because of that um the lawyers decided to uh get together once again like how they did it previously even previously if you remember the lawyers they had joined uh PTI in order to uh ensure that the uh democracy uh stays and that the courts stay standing because as you know this is this is the pattern of this PDM and this is the pattern of PPP and and uh PMLN, uh, they always they always violate the sanctity of the courts every single time. So the lawyers have always had a problem with them. So it, even before the elections, the lawyers had joined hands with PTI, and, and they had had a convention and everything. And even now, because once again, the sanctity of the court is being violated. So the lawyers gathered once again and decided to join Imran Khan and PTI in their uh, movement against this whole charade. So this is basically the lawyers' convention and they have decided to start the movement. And because they are basically finalizing the process and they were supposed to begin the movement very shortly, um, it is to stop that movement from happening that these lawyers are being threatened now. So you will find many more lawyers who are going to get threatened, many more um, incidents of firing outside of their homes or outside of their or stopping their cars um, or trying to kidnap somebody or trying to kill somebody. Uh, there, these incidents will happen to stop the, the movement from happening. So we need to also keep an eye out for that. Okay, so who are the names uh, that have been named by Etizaz Essen? Um, he has very openly named Rana Sanaullah, as we know. He has also named the Prime Minister, yeah, the illegal Prime Minister that is sitting atop of our head, Shabazz Sharif, and Khwaja uh, Asif. Yes, Khwaja Asif, the one that just knows how to bark non-stop. I swear, that man needs to shut the hell up. Because that man, every time he opens his mouth, he only ends up offending like a thousand people in just one second. Yeah, so Rana Sanaula is the dog of Nawaz Sharif, so he has to just bark and clear up the mess bark and clear up the mess so that's that's his job and then the one who has to bark in the parliament without clearing up any mess but instead adding to the mess that is khwaja asif and then we have the you know dumb and dumber scenario here we have dumb nawaz sharif in england and we have dumber right here shabash sharif so we've got a dumber here who needs to do something in order to make the headlines otherwise how would anybody know that he exists so these are the three names that have been named by Etazaz Essen and so let's see if Etazaz Essen actually manages to 
uh, lay down charges against them if he actually manages to get an FIR done on them. <laughs> Imran Khan couldn't get an FIR uh, done uh, against them uh, pertaining to his assassination attempt. So let's see what happens. Long story short, if we still do not get up and do anything about this, then our country is going to be completely annihilated. Uh, and Khwaja Asif that is going around barking about overseas Pakistanis, um, he need to understand he needs to understand that Pakistan is right now barely surviving because of these very overseas Pakistanis and the day that all of them, every single one of them would collectively decide to not send a single penny to this country, I'll see where you people go. So this is me signing out Khuda Hafiz.